0: Section One of the Book of Famous Sieges. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of Famous Sieges by Tudor Jenks. The Taking of Cities all boys know the difference between a game of football as it was played in the old days on many a school playground between two groups of boys chosen by leaders from their own schoolmates and the same game as it is played today before thousands of deeply interested lookers-on by picked and trained teams from the great universities and yet the object of the two games is not very different in each case one party struggles to overcome another and to carry or drive a ball over the goal-line the difference between the two games consists simply in the fact that one is a mere struggle without any particular science while the other is scientific from beginning to end there is the same difference between the fighting of battles in the earliest days of the world when two great bodies of men came together and struggled each to overcome the other and the battles of later times when every part of the struggle was directed by the careful study of the science of warfare of course there is a certain interest in every sort of a fight whether we approve of it or not this may come from the fact that mankind have always been fighting animals or it may come from mere curiosity the desire to see which side will win but there is all the difference in the world between such an ignorant interest and the really scientific interest and pleasure gained from watching a struggle in which skill courage learning and genius are pitted against the same qualities in worthy enemies an old indian who was taking a party of young men upon a hunting expedition in the west was amused at their excitement over the sport ugh he said grimly this is nothing wait until you hunt men and we may say to those who find excitement in going over the strategy of the football field or in listening to accounts of brilliant plays that these are nothing when compared with a great game of warfare wherein from the beginning of the world men have been forced to stake their lives AND THOSE OF THEIR WIVES AND CHILDREN UPON THE ISSUE OF THEIR CONFLICTS. THERE IS NO PART OF THIS GREAT STORY OF WARFARE THAT IS NOT OF THRILLING INTEREST, NO BRANCH OF MILITARY SCIENCE THAT MAY NOT BE studied WITH DELIGHT AS WELL AS PROFIT. BUT, TOO OFTEN, THE ISSUE OF GREAT BATTLES, THE WINNING OR LOSING OF THE VICTORY, HAS BEEN TURNED UPON MERE ACCIDENT. Or been decided by overwhelming force. Upon the battlefield, even Napoleon declared that God was on the side of the heaviest battalions, and Cromwell, to his pious motto, Put your trust in God, added, But keep your powder dry. There is, however, another branch of warfare, which, when fully developed, became more purely a science from the very earliest times when warfare was almost universal men were forced to gather together for safety they could not live far apart for fear of attack by wandering foemen consequently not only did they build their houses near together but they chose for such gatherings the places that aided them to beat off their enemies they built their towns which grew into cities either upon high places easily defended upon banks of rivers upon pilings out in lakes upon islands or sometimes in thick forests that they might be safe from attack or if attacked might most easily defend themselves hence it followed that together with the art of fighting in the open there grew up another art that had to do with the taking or defending of cities. And since the attack and the defense of these strongholds was usually a matter of considerable time, there came about a careful study of ways to repel an enemy, or to overcome and capture places. This developed into a complete science in which certain leaders became expert, and what was learned in one age was handed down to the next so that each generation learned what former ages could teach and made inventions for themselves toward the perfecting of the science the very name siege shows that the taking of cities was something which men went about with deliberation the word means a sitting down before a place so as to work out methods of overcoming it the very earliest sieges were not of course complicated matters there was a simple method adopted which may be explained in a few words the besieging forces once they had gathered about the city of their enemies forced their way directly through the fortifications which seldom consisted of more than banks of earth piles of logs or logs driven upright and close together making palisades if the attacking army was strong enough to force its way through these the struggle became a hand-to-hand conflict much like an ordinary battle if they could not in this way carry the place by assault as it is called the only thing to do was to form a ring around the place and to wait until those inside were starved into submission this sort of a siege was not improved upon for many a long century and it was in this way that the soldiers of bygone ages who were armed with spears bows and arrows slings and swords captured their enemy cities and overran their lands the first improvement in this sort of fighting came about in the early times when the nations of the earth that possessed a civilization greater than their neighbors were the egyptians the syrians the assyrians and babylonians and the other races around the shores of the mediterranean these peoples protected their cities mainly by great earthen or clay walls by palisades and by wide ditches or waterways in order to overcome these obstacles the besiegers of cities had to devise means of getting across the ditches or climbing over the walls or of driving the defenders from important points in order that their own men might take them their artillery so to speak consisted of their archers and their slingers in order to cross the moats or ditches they made use of rafts inflated skins or great bundles of reeds or the logs of wood to surmount the walls they carried light ladders or ropes or of wood to which they attached hooks or stones so that they could be thrown to the top of the walls and would aid the soldiers in climbing to the top it can be readily understood that the possession of such weapons and such methods of warfare did not give the besiegers power to take really strong cities which were either by nature or by art thoroughly fortified and defended by a force in any way equal to that of the outside enemy consequently many of the early sieges lasted a great number of years and were decided only by the starvation of those within the fortified walls or by the arrival of an army from outside to drive away their foes to starve out a garrison it was necessary not only to prevent provisions from reaching those within the city but at the same time to support the army outside in places where the soil was rich and crops could be readily raised both parties might support themselves during a siege by growing the food they needed if the soil would not support the besieging army it would have to bring its food and supplies from long distances and this could be done only where the besieging force was numerous enough to guard itself from attack and at the same time to send out strong parties to bring in supplies from the surrounding country we shall not be able in one brief volume to describe more than a few of the greatest sieges of history and we shall select those which are most notable because of the importance of the places besieged the warriors who attacked and defended them or the interest of the plans and methods adopted by the besiegers and besieged End of section number one.